All right, welcome back, everybody. I am hoping new time, 10 a.m. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another informed daily. I am your host, Anthony Cabasa. You guys are the best. What's up, everybody? Uh, it is Monday, dude. Come on, man. Let's get some. It's Monday in the chat. Come on, Let, let's get lit, people. Come on now. Come on. Snap out of it. It is Monday. Come on now. This is the day that the Lord has prepared for us. We are alive today because we are. he has a mission for us. He has a purpose for us. You have to believe it. No more depression. No more anxiety. We cast all those demons out. We have to remind ourselves. Monday is a reminder that we matter in this world. We are a, a, a small cog, not in the corporate machine, not in the elitist machine. We are a small cog in God's master plan to defeat evil with good he has called you that is why you are here today that is why you are alive that's why you draw breath remember that always remember that to you it might you might not understand why you're at that job that you might not like right now but but i'm telling you right now kneel before him ask for direction say god how can you use me right now what is it you wish for me to do surely this is not all I'm meant to do. What more can I be doing? And whatever that looks like, let him be your guide. Let him direct you, ladies and gentlemen. Things are changing fast. It, it seems like things are going to hell. I'll be very honest with you guys. Uh, but and, and it's really easy to get carried away. Do not be anxious. Do not be depressed. For our Lord is with us. You have to believe it. Every single day you wake up, let the devil say, damn it, this person is up. I wish they would have stayed in bed all day. He wants you weak. He wants a docile. He wants you complacent. He wants you to, co to compromise. We don't want any of that. It is Monday. And, and, and starting today, I proclaim it right now for all of you. Starting today, let it be the last time that on a Sunday night you go to sleep and you dread coming in to work the next day. Make the changes. Do whatever you need to do. Hydrate more. Uh, pack your meals the day before. Start losing weight. Lose this 10 pounds you gained while you were pregnant. Lose this 20 pounds you gained while you were COVID. I know, right? Let it be the last time. We will never give our Mondays away to depression, anxiety, to sadness because we have to go into work because that is what we are called to do. And every single day, whatever you're, whatever you want your present to look like, let it be in the future and work toward it. You want, you want to be a stay-at-home mom? Work toward it. You want to be a stay-at-home parent? Work toward it. You want to be a, a successful man that is able to provide for his wife so that or future wife or future girlfriend, whatever? Then work for it. Let today be the day. Set those calendars up. Set up those line items. Set some goals for yourself, short-term, long-term, whatever that looks like. It's all about how can I do it better every single week. As cliche as it sounds, every single day is a new opportunity for all of us. It is a blank slate. If up until now you've had a an agenda, you've had things that you do and it never changes and you're tired of it, change it up. Don't be afraid of change. Good change, that is, right? Not like change 2008 Obama campaign slogan. Terrible change. But anyways... Mondays, we're bringing in the fire. Mondays are the new Fridays. Everyone is saying that. Every Everyone is saying that. You know it. I know it. We all know it. Um, we have to believe it, man, because we, we can't, we can't go. We can't let our children. We can't let others see us drag our feet into work. Come in early. 
Leave a little bit later. See what you can do about that promotion. You've been sitting at work ask, wondering if you should apply for that promotion. Apply for it. What is that going to look like? Is it going to be sacrificing yourself so that maybe one day you're climbing that corporate ladder and now you're in charge? Make a little bit more money so you can set it aside and invest in that trip you've always wanted to take. Those are fine things to look for forward to, ladies and gentlemen. Do it. This is your sign. If you've been waiting for a sign, if you went to sleep last night and 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 before you went to sleep, you prayed and you said, God, show me a sign. Let this be the sign. Take the take the chance. Take the opportunity. Start over. You, who you are today does not define who you will be in five years. Heck, even one year. Everything can change, but you have to believe it. You have to profess it. You have to pray for it. You absolutely do. Because if you do not, man, if you, if you just wake up on Mondays and you're just like, I, I hate my job, I hate what I'm doing, I hate making the minimum wage, then start working toward those things. What can I do? And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, it's not the suit that makes the man. It's the man that makes the suit. What do I mean by that? You can go, you can be, you, you can be a man that wears a $5,000 suit, but if you're taking depression pills, if you're taking anxiety pills, if you're hooked up on pain meds, if, if you can't drag yourself out of bed to be able to go work out, whatever the case might be, like change that today. That can change. I promise. I promise. I promise. I'm going to just going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to do 75 hard again. And I want you guys to join with me. There was somebody in here. He goes by the name of Dexter. If you're watching my brother, this is your sign. He says, I cannot do 75 hard. I will just drag you down. My brother in Christ, Anthony, I will slow you down. There's no such thing as slowing me down. I want you, Dexter. I want you, my brother. I want you to join me on the next 75 hard challenge. We can do this. You don't have to go to the gym and lift 500 pounds, but just get to the gym. You, you don't even need a gym. Just go outside. You don't need to go run 10 miles, just 45 minutes outside. I'm telling you, man, let's do it together. Whoever's listening right now, wherever this is reaching, there's 50 of you in here. It's actually a pretty high number for a Monday. It's really good. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Reach out to me. We'll get it done, man. We're going to start this group, you and I. You and I, we're going to build this cult, I mean group, and we're going to lose weight together. I'm down. Are you down? I'm down. I'm 100% down. Duh. 100%. We'll create a little group, and we'll, you know, we'll call it, I don't know, King Anthony's, you know, uh, a meal or or challenge, you know, whatever. Uh, and, and, then, and then we'll share pictures. And we'll share cute little pictures of our dogs and our cats, whatever the case might be, man, you know, like, and, and, and we'll share each other, our diets. And then, you know, obviously we'll keep it PG. No, like, you know, we don't need to see each other like that, you know, um, keep that to yourself. Uh, but I, I believe in you, man. I, I really do. And if you're listening right now and, and I pray that whatever chains are holding you back, just because your life is the way, if you, if you've been hooked on, on, on drugs, alcohol, whatever the case might be, man, like let today be that sign. Like you can do this. I 100% believe in you. Uh, this is not even how I wanted to intro today, but um, but we're doing it. We're doing it live. <laughs> All right, guys, we've got some nice donations. Thank you guys so much. Uh, my sister uh, with a $4.99 super sticker and then the $2 super sticker. Thank you so much, my friend. Miss Karina Powers, I cannot wait to see you up north. This upcoming month. Thank you so much for the $20 donation. Donation. And then Miss Adriana Lievens. Love this positivity, Anthony. Keep up the great work. All glory to God. Yes. All glory be to him. 
thank you guys so much uh, for the early donations, man, starting it off uh, early this week. But uh, we've got great things coming up, man. Um, actually, I wanted to pull this up. Let's see. I do have some announcements, especially for um, our uh, California folks. Uh, just real quickly, I just wanted to uh, do this real quick. Share this. Okay. Vamos. Vamos. And then we'll go here. Okay. I didn't say what day it was today. Today is Monday, August 14th, year of Lord, 2023. 2023. Uh, make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, make sure you're hitting all the buttons. You know what? Just tinker with all the buttons. Look at all the buttons you have in front of you. Just tinker with all of them. See what they all do. Who, who knows? You know, don't, just don't hit the X button. That cancels you out. Sacramento Rally for Parental Rights and Lobby Day. This is going to be happening uh Sacramento. This is next Monday, exactly one week from today. There's going to be a uh, joint pastor, uh, Jack Hibbs, parents, grandparents, and pastors from across the state of California as we make our voices heard at the California State Capitol in Sacramento on Monday, August 21st. This is to raise awareness to some of the bills that are being passed. AB 665, state-sanctioned kidnapping of your children. Believe it. AB 957, judges must side with gender-affirming parents over custody. We've talked about this. AB 1078, the state taking control over local school boards. They see the threat that we are at the local school board level. They see the threat of exposing what the local school board levels, uh, local school boards are doing to our children. Now people are joining in. People are protesting. We've got the Armenians. Uh, it's going to be great, man. It's going to be great. Uh, we're, we're taking it back one Institution at a time, one school board at a time. AB5, training teachers to profile non-LGBTQ affirming parents. Oh, we need to be profiled now? Why would we need to be profiled? Hmm, interesting. SB596, silencing parental free speech. This is what it's always been about. They are trying to get to your children by creating that divide, by creating uh, that wedge in between parental rights and their children. And it's coming through the schools. It's It could be scary, but it doesn't have to be if we fight back. And remember, just in case you're thinking what everyone's thinking, just pull your children out. Remember that is not an option for millions of people, millions of people, okay? So just keep that into consideration if you're already homeschooling or thinking about asking people uh, to homeschool. Uh, but this is going to be happening there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, with that, we're going to go ahead and jump into, oh, Mr. Gil Vargas. Thank you so much. Uh, hey, Anthony, with the $5, hope all is well. Life is good, man. You know, life life is good. God is good. Um, there's a lot that I could complain about. There's a lot that I could be depressed about. I'll be very honest. There's a lot of personal things going on. Um, just a lot of things. You know, just keep praying for your boy, Anthony, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I can say. A lot of things are moving along nicely, but also a lot of things are moving around along not nicely. And it struggles just like everybody else. I struggle every single day. There are things that I need prayer about. I am a flawed man. I have addictions that I need to get rid of. Won't delve too much into that. And I'm working through them. And, I, you know, there's just um, it's perilous times. And, and as a father, as a husband, uh, I, you know, there are things that I'm concerned about the near future the far future, the not too distant future. And, and just like you guys, I, I worry and I, and I try not to, but um, you know, it is what it is. All right, guys. Well, a little bit of good news this morning. I'm sure by now you guys have probably heard this internet sensation, Mr. Oliver Anthony, the rich men North of Richmond. 
And uh, this guy went uh, very viral, like ultra viral in just a matter of days. They have since found him. And then this is just a bit of good news. Just in case you haven't heard of Oliver Anthony, I highly recommend that you look up his uh, song, Rich Men North of Richmond. But just to give you guys a bit of a sample, I'll do about eight to ten seconds here. This is him over on uh, YouTube. Uh, Radio WV is the YouTube channel. This is what he sounds like. I've been selling my soul, working all day. Overtime hours for bullshit pay so I can sit out here and waste my life away. I mean, just beautiful voice, ladies and gentlemen. Truly, truly, truly beautiful voice. Uh, but we do have some good news. A little bit of a white pill. This man has been found. Turns out he never had any social medias, or at least he wasn't on Twitter, because uh, this is where I found him was on Twitter. And he is now being invited uh, to, to do an album. Apparently, he has other songs as well. Turns out he is a local farmer. Don't think he has a wife and kids. If you're listening, ladies, he's available, it seems. hey Pray about it. Uh, he's also trending over on Twitter. Look at this. Rich men north of Richmond with almost 40,000 posts. Good for him. Uh, but this is Jack Posobiec. says, just now, Oliver Anthony, which is that man, uh, sings his populist anthem, Rich Men North of Richmond, on Curituck, North Carolina, to a massive crowd cheering and singing along. Um, so, you know, uh, this is such a uh, – it's, it's a great story. It really is. It turns out this guy's like a farmer. He comes from like a generation – generations of farmers. This guy's just out here pouring his heart. Uh, apparently, and here's the thing, that song didn't, didn't just come out of nowhere, by the way. This song has been going around, uh, apparently it came out like a year ago. He wrote it himself, uh, uh, you know, and you already know how it is. I'm, I'm just going to do this real quick. You already know who it is. There's already people saying that uh, he's a psyop, that this is like a way to like infiltrate the right. You know, it just it wouldn't be clown world without every single thing being like a psyop. You know what I mean? Uh, but again, this is him over here. I don't know, man. Just, you know, do your research. That's all I can say is do your research. Uh, but this is him out there. And I'll pull this up for you guys. And then uh, he had a nice crowd reaction, man. Good for him. Uh, you know, and what's really neat about this is before he started singing, he opened up with scripture. Apparently he read a psalm. I, I, I'm not sure what chapter, but he'd open up. And he, uh, apparently in an interview, I, I, uh, he has allegedly done an interview or he's talked about it, at least in the past. This man struggled with alcoholism. He's opened up about his past and about how he turned his life over to Christ and how Christ essentially saved him. So a uh, good story there. You know, good story to share. What the world's gone to. People like me and people like you wish I could just wake up and not be true. But it is, oh, it is living in the new world with an old soul. Now I can wish I very good stuff, man. Very good stuff. Good for him. You know what I mean? Um, happy for him, man. You know, uh, you know, there are some people and and sometimes as Christians, I think, you know, that, um, you know, we, we work hard. We work hard Monday through Friday. We go to our jobs. We do the best that we can. And sometimes I know that you and I probably say to ourselves, man, it just seems like when the going gets tough, you know, uh, it, it seems like, where's our break? You know, when is it going to be my turn? You know, and, and this guy is essentially going to become a multimillionaire overnight. 
And what I'm saying is not that what I was saying just now. What I'm saying is it's easy to kind of look at these situations and be like, man, like one song and like his life has changed and now he's performing and now he's probably going to land a multi-million dollar deal with his album. This is that. It's the power of social media, right? The power of social media. You find something, you genuinely like it. I think this man has a good heart. I don't know everything about him. I'm not going to claim to be. Who knows? In a week, this might this guy might, you know, his arrest record might come out. I don't know. For the time being, just, you know, it's, it's nice to have this little white pill. But what I will say is, you know, we need to be careful when we think about this. And we need to be careful about the things that we say. Because I see a lot of envy out there for this man. A lot of people saying like, man, like I work hard every day and it, it seems like I can't catch a break, you know, and, and here's this guy makes this one stupid song, you know, and there's even like some people like, why is this guy going viral? Like, who cares about this stupid song? And I'm like, dude, have you listened to the lyrics of the song? It's arguably like the anthem of today's average American. He's literally talking about you and me. Like, if you are that person that says I can't seem to catch a break, he wrote a song about that. That's why it went viral because he's encapturing. And I said this on my Twitter. He's encapturing the average American. Let me see if I can pull up the lyrics to this. I just don't want to get like uh, my my video taken down. Rich men north of Richmond lyrics. Uh. Okay, so this is the lyrics to it. Uh, it says, I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullish pay. So I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame that the world's gotten what the world's gotten to for people like me and people like you. Again, talking about us. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Oh, it is. Living in the new world. With an old soul. These rich men north of Richmond, Lord knows they all just want to have total control. Want to know what you think, want to know what you do, and they don't think you know, but I know that you do. Because your dollar ain't ish, and it's taxed to no end because of rich men north of Richmond. I wish politicians would look out for miners and not just the miners on an island somewhere. And by the way, he's talking about miners, the way it's spelled is miners, like blue collar workers, like the miners, like the coal miners, etc. And then he says, and not just miners on an island somewhere. And it says, Lord, we got folks in the street and got nothing to eat and the obese milking welfare. Well, God, if you're five foot three and you're 300, you know, you get the gist of it. I mean, it's just he's talking about you and me, man, you know, and so just be weary of that. That's not for us to question God knows why. And, and you know, like I said, I'll, I'll just be very direct with you guys. I think a lot of us, I think a lot of us could change our immediate circumstances if we were willing to just give it a little bit more. And, and I'm not trying to say this to be inflammatory. I'm not trying to say you guys listening are not doing enough. But you guys would be very surprised. There was a time where I, I was very unhappy with my weight uh, just recently. And I went on this challenge. I've lost weight. I've been able to maintain it off. I'm not working out as much. as, But even just that, like putting on pants and they fit better, you know, like you have no idea how much that changes you. And I'm sure a lot of you know what I'm talking about. And I'm sure a lot of you would like to know what I'm talking about. But it, it does mean like waking up earlier. Like this morning, I woke up at 5 a.m. And I woke up so I can go with my son to the gym. It felt amazing being able to go to the gym with my son. 
you know, and, and those are like small things that just brighten up your day. You know, Nikki, you wake up at like four in the morning to go work out every single day. You know, it's just it's it really is amazing. Um, and, and, and so I would just argue with you guys and I would urge you guys make those small differences. You just never know how impactful they might be eating just a little bit better, researching just a little bit better, tuning into my podcast every day. I don't know. You know, that might make you feel happy. I'm, I'll sure try, you know, because uh, at the end of the day, it's not about black pilling you guys or giving you guys only bad news. It's also about ensuring that you guys remind that you guys are reminded that every single day is a Blake canvas and you have the power to change it. Just small little things. If anything, just ask me, you know what, if, if you're if you're one of these people I'm talking about, reach out to me and be like, Anthony, this is what I'm struggling with. And, and how, what would you recommend if you just need advice? Maybe just think outside the box. I can't tell you how many times I've had a problem in life and I go to my men's Bible study and I just present the problem that I, I tell myself, man, I just can't seem to find the answer to this. And then, bam, like somebody has the answer because they probably went through the same thing. You just never know. Right. You never know. So, you know, reach out if you want. Um, I'm all for it, man. You know, whatever I can do to help. Um, all right, Miss Corey Bush. By the way, if you guys don't know, um, Democrats are coming after Clarence Thomas. They're trying to impeach the guy. In case you guys missed it, in case you guys didn't know, uh, but uh, this is Corey Bush. She is considered as uh, one of the Democrats, part of the squad. There's four of them. I believe it's Corey Bush. It is Alexander Ocasio Cortez, Ilhan Omar, and ah oh, man, I know the other woman. I just can't think of her name. Talib, Rashida Talib, I believe that's, did I say her already? It's Corey Bush, Ilhan Omar, AOC, and Rashida Talib. Yes, that one. Um, and you know what they're trying, you know what they're ramping up to try to impeach the guy? Is that he's taking 38 vacations. Clarence Thomas, Clarence Thomas 38 vacations, the other billionaires. Uh, so, so apparently because he's he's been taking vacation time. Can you believe that? So it says here, pro, 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 pro uh, Publica, Clarence Thomas, 38 vacations, the other billionaires who have treated the Supreme Court justice to luxury travel. Uh, it says here, during his three decades in the Supreme Court, Clarence Thomas has enjoyed steady access to a lifestyle most Americans can only imagine. A cadre of industry titans and ultra-wealthy executives have treated him to far-flung vacations aboard their yachts, ushered him into the premium suites at sporting events, and sent their private jets to fetch him, including, on more than one occasion, an entire 737. It's a stream of luxury that is both more extensive and from a wider circle than has previously than been previously understood. So she's trying to make the case for this, right? But then I posted this. So I said, what are your thoughts on this? Yahoo News. President Biden has been on vacation for 40% of his presidency. Huh. Interesting, huh? So this is what this has to say. President Biden, the 80-year-old of <laughs> the 80-year-old leader of the nation, is adding to his vacation days tally as he takes a 10-day beach getaway in Delaware. With his latest trip away from the hustle of Washington, D.C., the president's known vacation days have reached 360, which accounts for nearly 40% of the total time he has spent in office, according to the Daily Mail. Supporters of the president have come to his defense, justifying his frequent trips due to the uh, convenience of their close proximity to the White House compared to past presidents who ventured to states far from the capital, criticizing presidents from their vacation travel. He just says, you know what? It, it wouldn't be 
Democrats or the far left, if it weren't a double standard, huh, ladies and gentlemen? Remember when they used to come after him for it? You know, it says here, Biden visits Camp David twice as much as Trump. Huh. Well, isn't that interesting? It says, while comparing visits to Camp David, a presidential county re uh, retreat, country retreat, Biden has made nearly double the number of visits compared to Trump. However, his record still falls behind past presidents like George W. Bush, who tallied up a total of 150 visits. Very interesting, huh? Hmm. But uh, I know that there was a video, which I thought I had it delivered, or I, I thought I had it here. Uh, but let me see here. Biden plus no comment. So apparently uh, he was on his way back to the White House. Um, and uh, <laughs> this is Mr. Benny Johnson. Reporters gasp as Joe Biden runs from their questions about rising count of Americans dead from my wildfires disaster to tan at the beach. Uh, quote, no comment. And so this is a soundbite here for you guys. This is him getting into his vehicle, motorcade. And this is what he had to say. Uh, nothing there. Uh, nothing there. Of course, there's nothing there. So obviously, they went very, very viral. Um, but lucky for Joe Biden, his um, team uh, came out swinging for him, I guess. Uh, they came to his defense. Let me see here. I believe he posted it from his president's. There we go. So this went very viral. Obviously, you guys can see the uh, uh, upper left here that he is in Rehibeth Beach, Delaware on Sunday. So this was yesterday. And uh, he said he had, he had no comment. Uh, they have been trying to reach out to him to say, hey, what's going to happen with Hawaii? Everybody knows. And in case you didn't know, now you know, uh, is that he has been asking Congress for billions more so that they can send it in relief efforts to Ukraine. But nothing has really been mentioned about what's happening in Maui and what's happening to the Hawaiians out there. I was actually in church yesterday and my pastor notified us. I, 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 our church actually has like a disaster relief fund. It's people that donate monthly into it, church members, and then anyone can really donate to it. And then we've sent thousands of thousands of dollars over to Hawaii judo's disaster relief fund so it's nice to know that i'm part of a community part of a church uh, that has these funds already in place to be able to send over to hawaii i would uh love to be able to go to hawaii and help to any capacity that's my dream one day is to is to go to like a major disaster relief and just being able to help um I would love to be part of that. And then hopefully one day, if I'm wealthy enough, what I could be doing and I would love to do is just whenever a disaster relief hits, I just want to be on the ground. Uh, a, to cover the news, obviously, to cover like the extent of it. But I also want to be there to be part of the relief efforts. You know, it's to me, there's just nothing better than being part of a community and helping out a fellow you know, American um, uh, in, in times of desperate need. Uh, but again, finally, after... Weeks and days of, of basically silence on what's going to be happening with the disaster relief over in Hawaii. Uh, this is President Biden as of one hour ago. And this is, of course, after a lot of conservative pundits, a lot of people were sharing on the media uh, that uh, President Joe Biden had no comment. So it says, as residents of Hawaii mourn the loss of life and devastation taking place across their beautiful home, we mourn with them. Like I've said, not only our prayers are with those impacted, but every asset we have will be available to them. Here's the latest. Number one, 
FEMA's temporary sheltering assistance is now available for residents who were displaced from their homes by the wildfires, allowing survivors to shelter in hotels or motels temporarily as they develop a long-term housing plan. We are laser focused on getting aid to survivors, including critical needs, assistance, a one-time, and this is where people kind of lost it, a one-time $700 payment per household offering relief during an unimaginably difficult time. A one-time $700 payment? I mean, I get it. I am not going to sit here and criticize that payment. I'm sure there are families that are going to be very welcoming of $700. Personally, I just have a problem with President Biden. Um, oops. With President Biden essentially saying and asking Congress for $25 billion extra dollars to Ukraine. I also have a personal problem that just today, breaking news, by the way, the president has authorized an additional $200 million to Ukraine today. Hmm. A one-time $700 payment per household offering relief during an unimaginably difficult time. I don't know. We have staff on the ground dedicated to helping survivors navigate the registration process. We're making sure that all residents receive critical information so they can take steps to move forward in their recovery. This includes translating materials into the most common languages spoken in the islands and working closely with trusted community-led organizations. Number four, I'm urging residents to apply for FEMA assistance. Survivors with internet or telephone access can register for assistance by visiting disasterassistance.gov. So that's, again, disasterassistance.gov, calling the 1-800-621-3362 or by using the FEMA app. Number five, and for those trying to locate loved ones, a family assistance center is open at the Kahului, I believe that's how you spell Kahului, community center. Those with, phones access, those with phone access can also call the Red Cross at 1-800-733-2767. And then there's a picture right here of Joe Biden's son tanning out in the, in the sun. And it says, this is Joe Biden while Hawaii burns. And I will be honest, Hawaii has been burning and they've been in need of assistance for quite some time. And from what I understand, President Joe Biden did not end his vacation time. He did not end his 10 days away at his Delaware Beach. Hmm. Again, I don't know. That That's for you guys to decide. You know, the memes are kind of, they're harsh toward him. Let's just say that. Um, and then apparently this is also kind of going around the circles here with Maui's police chief. I've seen this. It has not been debunked. There's no community notes around it. I'm inclined to believe it is true. Let me try something out for you guys real quick. Do you guys like this layout better? Like, do you guys prefer that the notes are bigger so that you can actually read them with me? Or do you prefer something like this so you can see more of me? Let me know in the comments. I can change it back. I can just do this. I can tinker with it. You know what I mean? Okay. 
So this is a, a, a post on a Twitter says, does anyone else think that it's odd that Maui's police chief of the incident of the incident commander for the less. Okay. He worded this wrong. Does anyone else think it's odd that Maui's police chief was the incident commander for the Las Vegas uh, massacre? So the Maui police chief, according to this image right here. Okay. Notes bigger. Okay. So notes bigger. Okay, so it says here, Maui Police Chief John Pelletier said they have identified two of the 89 people whose remains have been found in the rubble of the Maui wildfires. So the Maui Police Chief is John Pelletier. And then if you head on over to the next one here, it says he's seen his share of violence, having shot at three suspects and killed one of them, according to reports from the Las Vegas media. In 2017, Pelletier was the incident commander for a mass shooting at a country music festival that had 58 people dead. The gunman also killed himself before he could be apprehended by officers. Las Vegas police added two more people who died of their injuries to the death toll in October 2020, bringing it to 60. Hmm. Your face smaller? Damn, bro, you guys are brutal. We want to see less of your face. That's okay. That's okay with me, man. That's okay. You know what? We're just going to do this. There. Now you get none of me. Good luck with that. Yep. So, I don't know. Uh, I, I've seen this not just from this. Um, I, I, I it, From this account, there's been a lot of people that have been investigating this. Apparently, the Maui police chief was the incident commander in Las Vegas. Is this unheard of? No. It's not unheard of. You know, police shift around. I'm assuming it's especially at the top levels. You apply for better positions, so on and so forth. You know, but, um, you know, only, only, it's okay, man. It's okay. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. Somebody said, uh, we do get something from you. It's your voice. But um, I don't know. Look into it. Put on your tinfoil hats and then, you know, decide for yourself, you know, if this is all just, uh, Quinky dink. All right. I posted this earlier today. Um, okay, we're live on Twitter, as you guys can see. Breaking former President Trump could be facing a fourth. Oh, also, by the way, FYI, a lot of you have told me that an hour and a half podcast is, is fairly long. And you have asked that if I could please keep it to 45 minutes to an hour. And to that, I say that is okay with me. I'm, what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to do a 15, 10 to 15 minute intro for you guys. Announcements, what color my light is today, things that are happening in the personal note, um, upcoming events, upcoming speaker possibilities, so on and so forth. And then the next 45 minutes will be spent on news. And so what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to keep most of the news articles that I talk about. I'm going to try to fit more in there for you guys. And, and do about 10 to 10 to 13, 10 to 12 minute segments on different news articles. Give you guys my personal thoughts. I think 10 to 12 minutes is, is about right. Uh, but I understand also that 90 minutes is a lot to tune into um, every single day. And I, at first, I think everyone was okay with it. And then now as the time has gone by, I'll be honest with you guys. Uh, some of you have said, hey, we thought 90 minutes would be okay. But it's just, especially when we're driving, if you could keep it. 45 minutes to an hour. And I say, hey, that's fine with me. 
Um, so we'll do that uh, for you guys. But uh, okay, on to this one. Breaking former President Trump could be facing a. I, I guarantee you he's going to face it. Be facing a fourth indictment as soon as this week in the state of Georgia. Georgia sheriff has promised a Trump mugshot. I've read that with you guys here before. Says no one is above the law, and if indicted, could be the first trial televised. So yes. Um, okay. Now everyone, now everyone in the chat's like, who's who said one hour? I'm all about those ninety minutes. Twenty four hours of inform with Anthony, bro. That's a lot. But yeah, let's uh, let's jump into this. I told you guys I I knew I knew for a fact that he was gonna get um, he was gonna be indicted a fourth time. He said it himself. I'm only one indictment away from. Wait, what? Why is this? Oh, okay. Um. So this is a uh, Politico. Let me pull this up for you guys. Latest updates, the indictment of former President Donald Trump. And then it says here, Trump jabs a judge in election case testing warning against inflammatory statements. Donald Trump slammed the judge presiding over his newest criminal case early testing. Wait, what is this? Is this the same one? No, this is Tanya Chuckin. Oh, wait. Oh, here it is. There we go. Sorry about that. Political. Georgia prosecutor will present witness testimony to grand jury as another Trump indictment appears imminent. This is insane, man. Insane. A Georgia prosecutor appears on the verge of bringing criminal charges in her investigation. In, in her investigation? Are we surprised, ladies and gentlemen? Into former President Donald Trump's efforts, and get this, to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election in that state. Two witnesses confirmed Saturday that they will appear before a grand jury in Fulton County, Georgia, early next week. The clear sign yet that Fannie Willis, the district attorney there, soon plans to ask the grand jury to approve criminal indictments against Trump or his allies. If Trump is charged in Georgia, it would be his fourth indictment in the past five months. He is already facing federal criminal charges over 2020 election interference and his hoarding of classified documents, as well as New York criminal charges related to hush money payments. The Fulton County indictment would cap off a, a years long investigation into the former president's efforts to change the outcome of the Georgia election, which Joe Biden narrowly won. In the weeks after Election Day, Trump spread falsehoods online about the outcome, made a personal call to a state official asking to overturn the will of the voters and plotted using fake electors to falsify results. Willis launched a probe in early 2021. Huh. So they're going to get Donald Trump on an attempt to steal an election. Or overturning an election. Hmm. That's interesting, huh? <laughs> Karina's like, no one is above the law while crackhead Hunter Biden is out here living his best tooth. Yo, chill, bro. His best toothless life. Man. One thing you can't you can cannot argue, ladies and gentlemen, they absolutely despise this man. And 
people are losing it, man. People, you know, here's here's my argument, and 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 maybe I can get some feedback from you guys. Okay, let's just say for the sake of an argument, right? So we got Donald Trump, we got Ron DeSantis as as a second, as as a close second. Let's be honest; it's going to be between them two. And let's be honest. There's no real between them two. It's Donald Trump. With every indictment, this man has been able to pull higher and higher and higher. And now there's a fourth indictment. So add one more higher to that. Four times high, right? More high than Cheech and Chong on April 20th. Now they're about to indict him a fourth time. You could argue that the reason they're doing this is because they're hoping that one indictment sticks. Whichever one that is, it, it's up to them. They're, you could also argue that they're, what, the reason why they're doing this is because they are trying to ensure that this man does not win and is not even able to make it 2024. A lot of people believe that he will be incarcerated, so he will be in jail. And a lot of people believe that the verdict will be guilty and that he will not be able to run for president. They're going to try to find some loophole in the Constitution. The 14th Amendment is the one being flown around and ensuring that he is not able to run in 2024. So here's my point of view, and maybe you can agree. And this is not a shot at DeSantis, not saying that he's part of this or whatever. The Democrats must have known a while back that they were going to indict President Trump. I would argue that they've known that they're going to indict him before they even launched the January 6th committee. Because why else would you waste millions of dollars to start a committee on January 6th in prison hundreds if not thousands of Americans that were in attendance that day, some of them arrested for up to four years for simply trespassing, for just being on Capitol grounds that day, right? We already see them following through with action on people that were just there. We have seen people extradited. We have seen people's homes raided, right? We've already seen this. That is why it is of my belief that these indictments are to be taken seriously. First and foremost, we can start with understanding that this has never happened before. Never. Not just let alone the one time, but now four times you're going to indict this man. Now, a lot of you, many people, maybe not a lot of you here, but a lot of people say that this is the plan. The plan is to indict him, to make him seem like a martyr so that he is a guaranteed person to be up against Joe Biden in 2024. So that Joe Biden can win again. Many people argue this. A lot of DeSantis people argue this. A lot of DeSantis people are on Twitter telling you, stop falling for these indictments. The Democrats are doing this on purpose so that Ron DeSantis is not seen as a front runner. It's time to move past Donald Trump. And it's time to elect someone who can actually win against President Joe Biden. Ron DeSantis. Now, what's interesting to me is, and this is just my perspective, and I'm a little bit biased, and you'll see why. I'm supporting Trump going into 2024. He's still my guy as of now. 
I would argue that it's been a long time since perhaps leaders in both parties talked about the reality of arresting Donald Trump. And I think leader Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, Speaker McCarthy, again, this is just my hypothesis. This is just something. They've known that they're going to come after Donald Trump. A lot of them are not backing Donald Trump. They refuse to answer the question if they're going to back Donald Trump, even though Donald Trump advocated for these people, helped Speaker McCarthy, had, you know, backdoor meetings and, and deals to ensure a Speaker McCarthy. Despite all that loyalty from Donald Trump, Speaker McCarthy refuses to endorse the guy. And that's okay. I, I agree with the people who say, like, well, he's not, a, he doesn't have to. I agree with that. Sure. Let's leave it at that. But to me, it seems like the top establishment over at the Republican Party has known that the Democrats are going to do this. And it is perhaps their belief that Donald Trump will not be able to qualify to run in 2024 for whatever reason, the 14th Amendment, a constitutional loophole, whatever the case might be. And I believe that that is why they ran Ron DeSantis. I'm not saying that Ron DeSantis is in on it, but Republicans knew and know that they need to have a viable second option, someone who could actually win. Because at the end of the day, here's the reality. And I and I like to argue this, you know, again, now, now we're going back to a little bit of objectivity. I would like to argue that should Donald Trump be incarcerated, go to jail, and he's not eligible to be even written in as president for 2024, whatever the case might be. A lot of people would opt for Ron DeSantis. They'd say, well, you know what? It's terrible what's happened with Donald Trump. But here we have Ron DeSantis, who has promised to pardon Trump if he's elected into office. It is my belief that that is why they are allowing Ron DeSantis to stay in. And they ran him knowing that he could probably destroy his 2028 campaign. Again, I don't think that Ron DeSantis is necessarily in on it. This isn't like a giant conspiracy at least from Ron DeSantis' angle. But I think that's why they're keeping him in the race as a viable second option because there could be that possibility. And again, the the way the reason I'm even saying this is because look at what they've done to thousands of Americans. Look at what they did during the pandemic. They A, a former president has never been indicted before, and they did it not just once. They've done it three times, and it's about to be a fourth time. I don't know what more needs to happen for us to begin to understand that Democrats mean serious business. A Trump supporter was just shot and killed by the FBI at his own house for making online comments against Joe Biden. I don't know. Maybe, just maybe, hey, to each your own. Maybe it's time to stop looking at Joe Biden as this senile and fragile old man who just has no idea where he had where he's at half the time. He's lost, right? He does these little gaffes and and this is that, which is interesting because I've seen two sides of Joe Biden. I've seen the man that does the gaffes and oh, it looks like he's like shaking hands with the air and oh, there he goes like falling off his bicycle and 
Oh, he just fell on his stairs up to Air Force One again, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But then I've also seen a, a Joe Biden. Let me see here if I can pull this up for you guys. It's not the same Joe Biden. Let me see here. Joe Biden plus Peter Goosey. Peter Ducey of Fox News asked Joe Biden. Let me see here. There's one where he asked him about his granddaughter and Ducey granddaughter. Let me see here. Actually, let's put Joe Biden granddaughter. I just, I need you to see his face. This is why. Look, okay, I found it. Here we go. I need you to see his face. Look at this, okay? I'm going to pull it up for you guys. I'm going to make my face small. Just look at this face, okay? Look at look at this face. Okay, so this is no comment. That was dictator Joe Biden. This is all America. Dictator Biden's response to acknowledging his granddaughter, Navy Biden. The only reason Joe finally acknowledged her was because of the public sentiment of calling him a complete dirtbag. Only worried about his phone numbers. So Navy Biden is apparently this undisclosed granddaughter that Hunter Biden had sex with a prostitute. I think that's the story here. I'm not intentionally trying to spread fake news here, but I believe that's the story, if I remember correctly, and and had a daughter. And Joe Biden has never acknowledged his granddaughter because it's kind of embarrassing, right? Your, your son went out and had sex with a hooker, and now they have a baby together. And now this person is literally the granddaughter of the most powerful man on earth, right? Not the big, the best look for President Joe Biden. Um, but here's, and, and I'm sorry for the audio listeners only, look at his face. This is not the same Joe Biden that's walking around aimlessly or whatever. And I'm not saying this is a, a double or anything like that. But look at his reaction when he is asked by Fox News' Peter Ducey about the granddaughter. Check out his face and his reactions and his reaction time. I'm wondering if you have a comment on this report and court filing out of Arkansas that your son Hunter just made you a grandfather again. No, that's a private matter. I have no comment. But only you would ask that. You're a good man. You're a good man. That right there. The quick wittedness. This isn't the same person. Like, it, it, it's just not. And I, I'm telling you, like, something is off here. You can believe what you want. That's okay. This is not the same Joe Biden that's that that I've seen at times where he's he's so completely lost. That's why I feel like it's all fake. And a lot of you disagree with me. A, a lot of you say like, "Oh, dude, Joe Biden's like the senile old guy." Look at the way he responds to this, and look at like that, that smirk. That smirk you can't fake that. Like that right there is genuine that's genuinely him he doesn't seem lost he doesn't seem to be gaffing he knows exactly what is being asked by who and look at his reaction let's watch that one more time your son hunter just made you a grandfather no that's a private matter i have no comment but only you would ask that you're a good man you're a good man thank you guys this is all the time we have and even the way he turned his head back to the audience look you're a good man. Thank you, guys. This is all Flashy. the time we have. Fast, sharp. What's the next question? Right? That's not the same guy, man. Like, there's something off here. You know, and then what is it like? Now he's got an earlobe again. Look at that screen. That screen still. 
Now he's got earlobes again. I don't know. People are talking about his earlobes, whatever. I don't know, man. Like, look how fast he was with that. Like, oh, that, that's a family matter. I have no comment. Uh, but of course, you would ask that. huh? Real classy guy. Real classy. Dude, that's that's not uh, a nep guy. Like, this is fast, quick, responsive. Oh, you would ask that. All right, next question. Like, what's going on? And I've seen him at his gaffes where he just seems so lost, right? Whatever. I don't know. Some people say that he's, like, juiced up on, on like, some pills or something like that where, like, it, it helps juice him up and, and he stays alert or whatever. I don't know, man. Yeah, Jay Mejia says, I don't think it's a double, but I do think there's some performance-enhancing drugs going on. I, I could maybe see that, you know what I mean? Uh, Spirit Daughter says, I can attest from having my grandmother and my aunt who had and have dementia. They remember very sharply things that are important to them. Maybe that had an impact on him, Hunter, having a child with, you know, this this woman. Maybe again, I'm not sure. I'm not kind of I'm not sure. Obviously, I'm not sure what kind of medication he's taking. I don't have a full list of that, but it is very interesting. You know, um, what's going to happen with this indictment here, folks? I, I think that, again, personally, I know a lot more people uh, that were kind of on the fence that are now saying, you know what? I'm, I'm back to, to Team Trump, man. I, I am. I, I thought that um, I hated Donald Trump enough that I wanted to move past him. I want, I was looking at Ron DeSantis. And now we've got a lot of people saying like, nah, actually, because of these indictments, this really solidifies that they hate this man, that he was an outsider. He was never supposed to be elected by the people. And I want him to have his chance at a second shot. And hopefully things are different. And again, there are a lot of things that are different. There's states that have become a red. Election integrity is happening nationwide. Uh, Florida has gone from like a swing state to a full red state, right? There's there's a lot lots of stuff happening, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, the one thing that we did wrong in 2020 was the ballot harvesting. Uh, we didn't go out there and ballot harvest. Churches didn't have ballot harvest boxes inside of the churches so that people can easily just drop them off, whatever the case might be. Donald Trump, Charlie Kirk, all these people have promised that ballot harvesting is going to be priority number one going into the 2024 election. Charlie Kirk himself, conservative uh, founder of Turning Point USA, the largest conservative uh, grassroots organization in the nation, has promised that they're going to be using that organization to mass ballot harvest. I have no reason to doubt them. Innocent into proven guilty, right? I think 2024 is going to be different. I think a lot of people are tired. I know people that voted for Biden in 2020, and they're like, dude, I'm, I'm done with this. They're actually done with the entire Democratic Party. I have cousins that voted for for uh, for Biden in 2020. I have family that and friends that voted for Biden in 2020. They said they're done. Like, this is it. Like, I, I, I try to give them one last chance. I hated how divisive uh, Republicans have been. I hated how divisive Donald Trump specifically. But then they saw the tyranny. And they lived under it for three plus years under Democratic governors, Democratic city councils, board of supervisors, school boards are still going to hell. People are, are raising up. People have had enough. I truly believe that we're on track. We're, whether it's Donald Trump or not, people are on track to vote differently in 2024. Arguably, and I know it sounds cliche to say it, the most important election of our lifetime. That's just the reality. And I think people are sick and tired. 
I, I think that's why Oliver Anthony, the guy north, the, the rich man north of Richmond, has gone viral because he has a song that resonates with a lot of Americans that are just sick and tired of working day to day. And it seems like the dollar goes less and less every single year. More is being taken away from us. Taxes are going up across every state, so on and so forth. Right. So I think something's got to give. And like I said, I I see a lot more people that were weighing the option of DeSantis or Trump come over to the Trump side because they're saying, hey, like these indictments just solidify that he's a good man. There's a reason why they're coming after him. This guy is promising to burn it all down with fire. I want that. I want to be part of that. Uh, and, and there's a lot of people who say this is all part of a psyop. You know, they're, they're doing it on purpose to trick people to vote for Trump and support the guy against DeSantis because DeSantis actually. So it's it's almost like quadruple fold or quintuple fold, right? You you got the original Joe Biden versus whoever the Republican nominee is, and then they'll battle it out. Then they have Biden versus Trump. Oh, that's what the establishment wants so that Biden you know can win again because he already beat Biden once in 2020. He can do it again in 2024. What's changed, et cetera, et cetera. It's got to be DeSantis. Then you got the people that think that it's you know Joe Biden versus DeSantis. And then that's because the, the uniparty is working together to collude against uh, Donald Trump. And then you've got the people that believe, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, Donald Trump is actually part of everything. You know, he he's part of everything. Uh, he's getting indicted because he's like this anti-Christ figure or whatever. Uh, I'll be honest with you guys. It is extremely tiring. And I know it sounds like very petty. I know it sounds like, um, I don't know, overwhelming, maybe perhaps to you. And it is overwhelming because you get attacked from all fronts. You're trying to kind of cut through all the BS. And especially me, like I ask God for discernment. I'm like, God, let it not be like, let me not promote news that benefit me. Let it not promote news that I find better. Let it not be news that I want to twist and manipulate. Just let it be truth, whatever the truth might be. I'm not here to convince you that Donald Trump is a chosen one. I'm not here to convince you that Donald Trump will be the savior that we're all waiting for. I'm not convincing you, and or nor do I ever want to convince you of that. If you're still Team DeSantis, good for you. And like I stated earlier, I'm not sitting here and trying to convince you or manipulate you or coerce you into believing that the reason why they're running DeSantis is because he's also a bad guy. I don't know any of those things definitively. I can pr I can show you guys the, the crumbs and then you guys can connect the dots. I'm just being straight up with you guys. As of right now, I'm on Team Trump. And I was Team Trump before any of the indictments. So it's not like, uh, you know, it solidifies it even more. Maybe sure to some extent, but I would never make the case to anybody that like I've never had I've never had a conversation with someone that was against Trump. And then I, I tried to convince them otherwise by saying, but don't you think that all the indictments mean that he's right? I've never said that to anybody, you know, which I, you know, I've, I've asked people, but I've never tried to convince. Like I, I would ask someone like, what do you think about the indictments? That's it. That's like the extent to, to my knowledge, you know? Um, I mean, yeah, look, you got somebody in the chat. Jess says the Democrats don't want Trump to be the nominee. Yeah, it could. 
It could very much well be, man. That might be the case. It might be that Democrats are doing this in hopes that this boosts Donald Trump so that it could be Donald Trump against Joe Biden in 2024. I don't know. The one thing I will say, and I'm going to end it here, we've which reached one hour mark. I'm going to let you guys dwell on today how you guys are liking the one hour versus the 90 minutes. We went over a lot today, but um, now I forgot what I was going to say. I'm going to, okay, what I was going to say was, what I will say of all of this is Democrats are always 10 steps ahead of us. That's the reality. I don't think that there's any coincidence to why they're indicting. I don't think there's any coincidence of the timing of everything. I don't think there's any coincidence to the judges that are doing the indictments. I think there's a lot of stuff that we just don't know about. And to me personally, and I know you guys get angry when I say this, I also don't believe that Joe Biden is this old senile fragile guy that has no idea where he's going. And not just because of the one example I showed you, obviously it'd be foolish for that. Right. I just think that there's more to this. And I think that whatever it may be, you know, we rebuke it and not because one side is godly and one side is, you know, satanic, whatever the case might be. I think the entire world is run by Satanists. You know, a lot of these people that are supposed to be good guys are very flawed human beings as well. And all I can say is at the end of the day, 2024 is fast approaching. And we're all going to get to see for ourselves what the master plan has always been about. We will get to see if the indictments help Trump or hurt him. We will get to see if he's going to be in jail all in due time. But all I can say is I'll be here Monday through Friday. Make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow. Make sure you share with at least two friends and continue to support the channel because we'll be here and, and we'll, I'll be filling you in with all these things daily. And, uh, you know, you'll, You'll get to enjoy the downfall of the West. That's what I call it, um, you know, here with me. But uh, all right, guys, with that, I will leave it there. Um, I, uh, God willing, I will be back tomorrow, August 15th. We've got some great things for you guys. Make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. And I will see you guys soon. God bless you guys. Have a good rest of your Monday. And I'll see you guys tomorrow. God willing. Take care, guys. God bless.